isn't every haircut we do gender affirming? Yeah. Is that the whole point of not that everyone comes in? This as, is outside of a service menu, just for clarity. But like when someone sits in your chair, you are you are giving them what they want, which in itself is affirming. Hi everyone, I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser. Where we teach you to salon differently. After years of searching, we finally found a software that does it all. Introducing Aura Salonware. With Aura, you have the simple tools to streamline your business, such as a card on file, settings for hourly pricing, and even station sharing options. Implement communication boundaries with clients by interacting directly through Aura. Finally, a software that takes your business as seriously as you do. If you're interested in this type of profit maximization, visit aurasalonware.com slash DTH to receive special discounts and promos. As a hairdresser, I know the struggle of managing your back bar, and that's where our friends at SalonScale come to play. While you weigh your products with their app, SalonScale automatically tracks your products used, making inventory management a breeze. Not to mention they also save your formula. They are a digital solution for back bar management, and they really make it easy. You know we're both big on knowing your numbers, and SalonScale does just that. Visit salonscale.com slash DTH and use the code DTH10 at checkout for 10% off your first year. The other day, someone sent me an Instagram post. Oh, God. And people do this thing where they just send me things that they know will make me angry. So <laughs> if I feel like my reactivity is just based on everyone else. <laughs> sending you things sending to Sending me try things to, to make, make me reactive. Um, but they sent me a, uh, an ad. And by the way, this wasn't the only one I've seen. This was one of many of a lot of salons offering, I not only in the month of June for Pride Month, but just like in general, in general, offering like a they're calling it a bisexual haircut. And I, as a queer person, I don't know what that is. Wait, so we've removed gender and we've added queer sexual terms. identity, yeah, to hair. All right, so and these are I'm not offended by it. I just are think these salon owners allies or hairdressers allies? Or? A lot of the ones I've seen. And if you think I'm talking about you, I'm not because I don't. I, I, I know everybody's I, like, uh, they're talking about it. It's yeah. <laughs> I'm. I guarantee you that the the <laughs> four posts that I've gotten um, from these different places are not listening to our podcast. <laughs> but there is something about people feeling emboldened to say queer haircut or uh, bisexual haircut. The bisexual thing throws me off. Queer, I can get a little more behind, but also I don't that. That also is interesting. I think an affirming haircut yeah. makes sense. Like if you But if affirming you, could be for anybody. Affirming is anything. Outside thing. of sexuality. Yeah. Affirming is just you do things to affirm what you feel inside yeah. on the outside. <laughs> yeah. So the bisexual is what we do as hairdressers. <laughs> yeah. Every day. <laughs> uh but there's this the bisexual thing I don't. I don't get. Well, it's. Funny. I don't even get it as a sexuality, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're hugely, as a company, fighting to remove gender. For, I think we've stopped fighting to remove gender, and we're we just, make, just we're just doing like, it. Like, it's twenty twenty three. Like, what are we doing here? We you know? we taught a class in Orlando. Yeah, at and premiere. we went, we our slide came up on. We stole this from one of our coaches. It says, "How much is a men's tattoo?" Joy Lemay. From Coach Joy LeMay. And I took it a step further and said, how much for a men's coffee? Mm -hmm. And 
kind of it went into the conversation. The whole idea is like how ridiculous that sounds, but what it doesn't seem to be ridiculous when we say men's haircut yet. Well, the whole crowd that we had at the class was very like, <gasps> not in like a offended way, just no, like, like they never thought of it that way. But what's funny is like, they never thought like how ridiculous a men's coffee or a men's tattoo sounds. And then we're saying, we're talking about haircut and it, it, it's like it clicked, but it shocked me because I was shocked that like, I'm like, you're shocked? <laughs> like, I, this it, is- what was funny to me is that the way that you and I handled it was like, do we have to talk about this slide? Yeah. Like, yeah. Stop, oh, yeah, charging, okay. stop charging mm-hmm. for gender. Which was but also don't make it bisexual. Like yeah. that that I don't get. Well, because I, I, I do feel like it is a little going backwards because again, I agree with you. Like, and you know, uh, affirming is more important. But then to like bring that like if we're moving gender, now we're we're we had to add something. Listen, it, why do we gotta I, call it anything? I think it's very innocent. I don't uh, agreed. Think, I don't think it's I'm not trying to go on. And I on. appreciate the effort, you know, from, from allies. I and you really know what? Do. The people that are doing this, if you're like, no, it literally is a bisexual haircut, maybe they're bisexual yeah. and they're providing the hair. That would make it a bisexual That would be a whole different haircut, which would mean I only give out gay haircuts. Yeah. And you only give out lesbian haircuts. Big, fat lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, I. Lesbian era energy. <laughs> But I, if I think about it, when I was younger, I used to, I don't know, I guess as a human, I go, that's a gay haircut. Yeah, There's, no, so that, There is sure. that in there, our culture. I mean, I think it's unspoken. We though. do it. Like, There's you, white girl haircuts. You walk by someone and you're like, you know, me and my wife give each other a look like she's gay. I always know so if a guy- Because it's like almost like representation of like- Well, I know, remember like in the early 2000s, I came out in 2004. I was 14. And at the time, like, because it feels like so long ago, <laughs> but I know, but it I also wasn't very way. long ago. 19 was ages ago. But it feels like the sexuality thing. I mean, as a gay person, I just remember, like, just the idea of gay people getting married was such a big deal. Like, the idea well, it was of, illegal. Well, it was illegal, <laughs> but it was also the queer identity wasn't even a thing. It was like you were gay or you were a lesbian. Or it was so stereotyped. It was very stereotyped. And mm-hmm. I remember the only way you could really signal to people is was through hair. It really was. Because I do remember when I first came out, I cut all my hair off because I kept getting... I was also... You know, you're very impressionable at that age. I was 19, you know? You were and watching the L word. I was watching the L word. I was watching was the Bible folk. of lesbianism. <laughs> like, And I think too, like, I cut all my hair off because I kept getting, well, you look... You don't look gay. And I don't think that's really said as much anymore. I think society's a little bit more fluid. I don't think we say it. I think we think it. Yeah. And so I remember <laughs> doing that. And it, what's funny is I never really truly felt myself in those, in that hair like I do now. I also think there's been ages of trauma healing and self-love and growth and consciousness. Well, there's like a level of, as a lesbian, I think, at, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think... <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> There's that man talking about women again. <laughs> but I I think as a lesbian, as a gay man, like there were things you you didn't you couldn't be who you like we are today, like it's all over the spectrum of what it, yes, it's feminine beautiful. and masculine looks like and it's it's great. Um but I remember being like, Oh, maybe I need to be more feminine, especially women in salons who they wanted a gay feminine yeah. man cutting their they wanted that. And so I would 
I would perform, I would be more stereotypically gay, you know, I would will and grace it. I would Jack, yes. I would, uh, I would, what's uh, his name? Jack. Jack. But what was his last name? Couldn't Did he you. have a last name? I don't know. Just Jack. <laughs> just Jack. I was just jacking it. Just Jack. <laughs> I was just jacking it in the salon. <laughs> you know, normal. <laughs> but I, <laughs> oh my but God. I, but what's funny is like now, I don't know if I have a hangover from that experience. I'm now it I'm was the, probably dramatic. <laughs> it was right. Now I'm like the opposite. Yeah. I I don't perform. Well, it's exhausting I'm not performing and being to, who like you're not. I'm not this exciting gay person for mm-hmm. people anymore. And that was a weird turn for me to make. Like and Gen Z kind of taught me that, honestly. Uh Gen Z has been paving the way for the older generations. You know, I think that's all how it all goes. Like their you know, fashion drives me nuts right now, but other than that, I'm all in. So loving it. I know you are. I love it. It's I like was such. They're choosing nineties. They're choosing all the worst 2000s. parts of the nineties and two thousands. Like, where are the ripped jeans? Bring those back. No, they will. I'm sure. Oversized jeans, I can't do. Yeah. Do you know what oversized jeans does to a five eight man? <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> Hips don't lie. The only people that are looking good in Gen Z clothes are like six feet and taller. Yeah. Those are the only It's so true. We have partnered with HairStory, a product line that is good for our clients, our planet, and our bank account. Have you heard of New Wash? It's like a shampoo, but actually good for your hair. New Wash is a cleansing cream that cleans and conditions without the harsh foams and damaging detergents found in traditional shampoos. HairStory does things differently, creating more conscious options that respect the environment and your hair ecosystem. Ready to try New Wash for free? Visit HairStory.com slash DTH to get pro access today. But I think the this like like bisexual haircut and this whole like we're doing gender affirming haircuts. I think it's great. I just think we have to be a little like what what does it what is a bisexual hair? What are we trying to achieve mm-hmm. with that? And also like gender affirming hair. You said it before we started. Isn't every haircut we do gender affirming? Yeah. Isn't that the whole point of not that. Everyone comes in. This as, is outside of a service menu, just for clarity. But like when someone sits in your chair, you are you are giving them what they want, which in itself is affirming. As long as yeah, and we're not taking into account that a lot of people walk in the salon they don't know what they want. Very true. But for those that are like, for those that come in and they know what they want and it's different, and you can see they're struggling making that change, but they really want it. Yeah. Or they're worried. They're, it's huge. I hear it all the time with straight women who are married. Oh, I can't cut my hair because my husband. Yeah. He, my husband doesn't like my hair. He's like a boy. I'm like, yeah. that sounds like your husband's problem. And it, then it, it ruins their whole experience. I had a client reach out to me recently and I, I couldn't do her hair, so I always have recommendations and it came out a little darker and the first thing she texted me was like, my husband doesn't like it. And that broke my heart because I'm like, well, do you like it? But it really but does is, mean something but, because if your partner doesn't like it, Regardless of sexuality, it does make you feel yeah, but unattractive. That's, that's affirming. Yeah, that's affirming. She wanted it to be a she wanted to affirm her sexuality. Let's be real. When your husband doesn't like it, it's it yeah. is connected to sexuality yeah. and love and, and attraction so, and attraction. And I think so. It, it's just funny that we have to like. I think we're still. I, we're still trying to figure out what queerness is in the salon, and I think it's nothing. It yeah. <laughs> I think like it's I don't like, think we have to. Yeah, it's it's too I, I agree with that but I also agree like 
even going back to like when we were like, do we still have to keep talking about this? And I feel, I really truly feel like we say this every year. Do we have to keep talking about this? And the answer is, yeah, I don't think we're not ever going to stop talking about it. You know, to this year, we always like ham it up in Pride Month, you know, because it is a celebration and we are proud and we we get to just flood our, our feed and our brand with, you know, being a queer owned company, being excited. We have, you know, some of our coaches are queer identifying and it's just, an, it's just wonderful to be able to just celebrate. And this was the first year we've actually like never had pushback. This was the first year that we got some shitty ass comments on our like happy pride post of all the months. They couldn't wait. They couldn't do it in like May. They couldn't do it in July. Well, they don't need to do it at all, but. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm all about you know, and it was really. What was one of, one of them was like, why do we all, why do you have to always make it about. Sexuality. Sexuality. Because the, the post said that it was basically on the lines of just understanding and welcoming all. It was about human kindness. And it literally was just about welcoming well, that's where you all. The line. I know. <laughs> welcoming all in the salon and how it creates safer spaces. And a lot of the comments were keep this out of salons. It's like religion and politics. And it's not at all like religion no. and politics. It has become political because well, of what we're trying to achieve. Someone told me I I remember when Trump was first running and someone said, oh, you're probably not going to vote for Trump because you are gay and you're, you're going to vote on social issues. And I was like, being gay is not a social issue. It's yeah. a social issue for you as a straight person. Yeah. But it's a, it's an everything. It, it is, it's a financial issue for me. It's a social issue for me. It's a life issue. Like it influences my whole life. It doesn't affect your life, which is why you call it a social issue. And I think that when people say, you know, you can't talk about you know, sexual, you shouldn't talk about sexuality at work or it's the same as religion or politics. It, it's like you said, it's not the same. And me talking about my partner or our children or our life together is not the same as, as talking about religion, sex or politics. Yeah. I, you know, I did, I did respond. I don't think people know what sexuality is. I don't either. And it's sad. I, I think some I of these People. Go check out the Dress Code Project. <laughs> they do massive education around this topic. But I will say, um, I was really shocked because one of them was a gay man that used to do hair. He doesn't anymore. And I didn't go deep into looking at what he does. But he said he was a retired hairdresser. And I did like, I was trying to make the point of, okay, like, there's a level of like, okay, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, so you're telling me it's okay for someone that is straight to talk about their husband or wife and their kids and their family. But if I was trying to talk about my wife, that's political. That's the same mm -hmm. as religion. And I'm like, what we're saying is that is what creates a safe space is allowing those conversations to happen I mean, normally. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but unfortunately, older gay people, Gen X and boomers... And I'm assuming he's older because he's retired. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of internalized heterosexism of like they they got to a place where they they did feel safe yeah. by not talking about it. Exactly. And now we're we're that is such a Midwestern way to say we are we're or fur fur. <laughs> we are at a place where <laughs> we're we're. <laughs> 
Now I can't say it. Now I can't say it. Order. Now I can't say it normal. Where we are. Where we are speaking about these things and we still have, <laughs> we still have issues with it, but I can see that it triggers older generations of like, just it, stop talking about it. Like, absolutely. So I have empathy for yeah, it because. But also, the, it is, but you are right. It is not political. It or is not. I know, I know that I am right in my statement. And I also have empathy for this person. And because I'm like, I don't even want to imagine what you've gone through no. to have this trauma to be fighting this fight that isn't nothing. Isn't God anything knows to what fight. state he's in. Yeah. And so it's just not. Um, it wasn't worth it. And I d- some people tried to attack him. I deleted those too because that's not what we're doing here, especially in Pride Month. But I, it is, it was eye-opening to me because then, you know, there were some people like, you know, agreeing with him, like, yes, clap hands and stuff. I was like, bye. Yeah. It's our platform. I can yeah. delete whatever the hell I want. And especially if you're going to be toxic on my page, go do that somewhere else. Um, and, and we also had someone else say, oh, I came here for coaching advice, but then I saw that you were gay. So bye. And then I said, I said, I heard that gays are really good coaches. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, eat shit. And then that's when I was like, all right, you're blocked. You're blocked. And I'm going to give all of our listeners, we're going to do a poll on our Spotify. What do you think was in this person's (laughs) bio? So if you're on on Spotify, we're going to have a little, a little, there's a little, uh, poll that you can take. What do you think was sitting in this woman's bio as part yeah. of her description? She I'll did not like us. Guess. And you know what? It's fine. But <laughs> I, it's like, I don't want to, you said it. Like, I don't want to coach you because you're making me feel unsafe. But I but I also think that it's just like, what, like, what, regardless of whatever we're talking about, like, why do you have to be so fucking hateful? But why do people think they get to decide what we talk about? Yeah. I, I give everyone full permission Whatever you identify as, if to delete, block, remove, yeah. like this to, whole like we have to leave the comments like on of to. certain things. Like, no, I'm not gonna let you come in here and bully me and say what you want and think that that's okay. Like, you're gone. Bye. We've had to learn this the hard way mm-hmm. over the last. Couple and there of years. used to be guilt around it, and now I don't fucking care. And that's okay. I now I think of it as like my house. I wouldn't let you in my house. Exactly. I wouldn't even. So you cannot come on my platform. No. You're not welcome here, but I. You are not welcome in. Not welcome in, <laughs> but I. Uh, I will say this: next time I go to the salon, I will be asking for a heterosexual haircut. <laughs> next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. We believe that if we give people more options, we'll make more money, and the op- it couldn't be further from the truth. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.